Welcome to James Woodcock's podcast. James Woodcock from jameswoodcock.co.uk and today I have a returning visitor to tell us all about the fascinating new upcoming updates for the Rails simulator software, Railworks. Please welcome back to my podcast Paul Jackson who is the CEO of railsimulator.com. Hello again Paul. Hello James, good to talk to you again. So for those who didn't hear our first podcast together, tell us a little about Railworks. Well, Railworks is an evolving train simulator, which we think is the most realistic and versatile train simulator on the market. Um, the sim itself uh, includes 13 international locomotives and eight different routes to drive on. But we have a huge online catalogue of additional locomotives and rolling stock available to download. Now, on top of that, we have a rolling programme of updates which periodically improve Railworks um, without the user having to go to any effort. Um, and that comes free through Steam. Um, and the game is uh, available in all good video game retailers across the UK, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, most of Europe and the US. So how long has Railworks been available now? So Railworks launched, if I remember correctly, on the 12th of June last year. So it's still pretty new in its life, but since that time it's had a lot of changes and updates we've been able to enjoy, many of them free as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's that's a part of our vision of creating a platform which constantly improves and progresses. It, it's, I, I mean, I would imagine that Railworks is probably the only video game in the world that has sold more in July of this year than it did in the July of the year that when it launched. Normally, video games have a very high initial peak and then trail off, whereas Railworks is just growing and growing, I'm glad to say. And I'm sure that's very encouraging for you with that vision of giving updates all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also um, because uh, because we run the platform through Steam, um, that enables us to also bring out new products all the time to appeal to different people and um, you know different interest groups. So uh, we've been releasing pretty regular new locomotives and some new routes. And we have a very aggressive plan to do that in the run-up to Christmas, which we're very excited about. Right, now for the part I expect Railworks fans have been waiting for. Railworks has just released a new career system, and you are rated on your performance. However, there is already a results page for scenarios that judges your performance to some degree. So how does this differ to what we have already? Let me go back to what I believe simulation is all about. And I think if I, if I start from there... I was involved in a number of simulator products over my career um, when I was at Electronic Arts. And um, one of the issues you face is that when you're simulating something, in a very fundamental sense, it's not real. So we, uh, we did a range of Formula One-based um, simulations uh, probably a decade ago. And what you find is that you can simulate the tracks and you can simulate the cars 
very well. You can simulate the, the speed at which the cars go around the tracks. But what you lose are some of the most important bits of Formula One, which is the sense of stress because you're seeing people do very dangerous things very rapidly. You can't simulate that on a computer. You lose the noise that um, Formula One creates, which is it is completely overpowering, which I suppose you could do on a PC, but most of us don't want to. We're, we're, you know, we have other people in the house. And uh, I think thirdly, you lose that sense of the inertia sense. So you don't get the buffeting, you don't get all of the physical impact that you would get were you to drive a Formula One car. So you have to find, so what essentially you can do is you can simulate all the bits um, like speed and going around the track, but you don't really simulate the experience. So we have to find ways of cleverly, I hope, simulating what it's truly like to be a train driver. Otherwise, there's a danger that you're just really simulating a, a watching, the, watching the wallpaper go by. And I think this is uh, a, a trap um, we simulator fans have fallen into sometimes in that we, we don't realise that we have, to, we have to create technology that allows us to really feel like we're immersed in a true environment. So the career system is our attempt, uh, our first attempt to, um, to move the, the way of train simming forwards. And we're trying to replicate what it feels like to drive a train. If you're a train driver, you have hundreds of tons, thousands of tons that you're in control of. And people will die if you get that wrong. So it's a stressful thing to do. Driving a train is not just a matter of sitting at the controls and watching the scenery roll by. So with the career system, we're doing two things. Firstly, we're trying to, as accurately as possible in a computer, monitor what you're doing, how you're driving, and give you feedback on that. We do that in the form of points, but it's not really gamey. It's not about scoring points. It's about giving you feedback on how well you're doing. And secondly, which hasn't been implemented yet, but will be implemented in September, there will be a career system so that you're able to, as you go through your career of driving um, driving trains in our virtual world, as you progress, you'll be able to go up the ranks within um, within a, a virtual train company, if you will. So, so the core of the career system is to move, I think for the first time in a decade, the the way we simulate forward and to try and get us closer to a feeling of being a real train driver and, and really having the pressures that come to bear on a, on a train driver uh, apply to you as a, as a player. Um, so it, it was a long, a long way of going around. So that's what the career system does. The other thing it does is because it's all integrated within Steam, we have the ability to check that people aren't cheating. Now, you know, those things always need work. There are always you know, pirates and hackers who will mess about, but, but that's an ongoing situation for us where we can check to make sure that people are fairly merited against each other. And secondly, it gives you the ability online to have checked statistics that go up and you can compare yourself fairly against others. Um, and I think that also gives a sense of, you know, a sense of achievement in what you're, in what you're doing. So I think that was quite a long-winded answer, James, but d does that give you what you needed to know? It sounds like a very good answer to me. And not only does it check against the whole wide world of people's scores, it's actually checking against if you want to filter them to your friends as well. So you could get a few friendly rivalries happening because of this. I, I think you could. I, I think we've, we've started to see that already, and I think that's very nice. 
it, it was actually interesting. One of one of the things that made me feel really confident of what we were doing was um, was months ago when we released the tornado, and by chance, it became it became a real thing to try and break 100 miles an hour driving the tornado. And for a while, there was a lot of interest in that. And I, I just really got a sense that, that by accident, we'd set a target and people responded to that target. And they were, they were talking amongst themselves about, you know, how had you done it, hadn't you done it, you know, what you needed to do to do it. And I think those sorts of things are very positive in our, in our community, in our hobby. So I think so. I think the other thing that interests me, um, although we haven't fully explored it yet, um, but some of the ideas that are coming out of the US, I think, specifically, are these ideas of, of virtual railways where you can get together as a group of friends not to compete but to actually cooperate and i'm not quite sure what we've got to do yet to support that through career mode but we're looking into it um, very aggressively right now and that really certainly is the way forward long term isn't it to have a group of people actually running a location and all that goes with it yes i think so and i think we can get there i don't know how swiftly but i think we can get there I would also say that um, what we've delivered so far is um, a free system. So everybody with Railworks gets the system for free. We've put in some career scenarios free, which people are trying out, and we've asked for lots of feedback. And the career system at the moment is, is still very much improvable. Um, and we want to improve it. We want to take on board the feedback we're getting and where we can um, make changes. One of the things that interests me right now is I've seen people discussing US uh, railroading, and um, I'm not sure this is true yet. We have to, you know, we have to test all of this. But it may be that in US, if the freight trains aren't closely timed, they're basically sent from one post to the next. Then the pressures that come to bear on a on a US freight train driver might be different, might be subtly different. So we can look at things like drawbar um, pressures. So are you driving the train too roughly? So as a as a as a quality bar on your capabilities as a driver, we can look at how well you manage the train. If it's some huge train over a long distance and over some rough terrain, then we can we can monitor how well you're managing that train. We can monitor things like fuel efficiency, which might very well be important to a company like BNSF or Union Pacific. So we need to look at those things. We need to understand what the players want, what's going to give them the most realistic feeling of being a train driver in that context, and then work at how we can replicate that within the simulation. I mean, obviously, to some extent, you know, it all has to be smoke and mirrors. We haven't actually got a 200-ton locomotive to sit in. But if we get it right, we can give the best simulation of that that we can. So really, the world is your oyster because <laughs> there's so much potential in this area. And I'm not aware of any other rail simulators even going anywhere near this route. I must admit, I don't follow other rail simulators, to be honest with you. We have enough to do with our own, so I, so I don't know. Um, but I think we do. I think there are a number of things we need to do going forwards, um, and we're very focused on them. Um, one of the, the next thing, which is the next step in career mode, is that I think for the last decade, we, we've all kind of subtly got it wrong. It, it, it always struck me that there's a danger that we're simulating the wrong things. At the moment, in most of the simulators, I think, you, um, 
and certainly in Railworks and Railsim and and, uh, and MSTS before it, you get a heads up on what the next signal says, which by and large as a driver you wouldn't know, but you don't get the benefit of 30 years of experience as a train driver and having done the relatively boring task of learning the route. So we actually, without meaning to, we simulate exactly the wrong things. We simulate you having to learn the route and then we don't let you actually drive that route, we tell you what the signals are. So one of the things we need to do with our new cab controller, which will allow you, uh, which will be a driving interface on the game, which you will be able to switch off, like all these things, if you want the existing experience, that's fine. But when the new um, cab controller comes, it, it needs to do two things. Firstly, it needs to take away this need to fly a, as I put it, fly a keyboard. You know, I know we, as, as long-term simmers, we... We, we get into it. We know that the, the brakes is this button and the accelerator is that button. But actually, for new consumers coming to the market who are interested in trains, that's a, that's a pain. They don't like that. And why should they? It's just something that doesn't, isn't a particularly good idea that we've all got used to. So the new HUD will be entirely mouse-driven, and you can see intuitively on the screen what to do. And secondly, it will, it will do two things. It will take away the information a driver wouldn't know. So you won't get to see what the next signal says, unless you're in that particular type of locomotive, which is pretty rare. You will have to watch for the signals, but you will be given the information that you would have if you'd learnt the route. So you will be fed where the next signal is and what the gradients are so that you can manage the train over the humps and that sort of thing. So we're, we're going to be trying to give a much more intuitive experience, um, which we've only done halfway with the career system as it currently as it currently works. Now, that might mean that we need to tweak up those um, career scenarios when the new interface comes up so that they're actually harder. I still think we're not, we're not as hard with our career um, scenarios as, as we need to be. And some of the, the things that we make difficult are things that an ordinary driver wouldn't be concerned about because he would know, for instance, where the signals are, so he would be trying to spot one. So we've got work on that, but I'm very pleased with it where that's coming together. And I believe that will be releasing in September. And when it does, I think we're then in a position to really push this hobby of ours out to a much, much bigger um, audience than, we've, than we're currently expecting to capture. And I think and hope that's going to be good for everybody. It will be good for those people who create stuff because they'll have more people who will be interested in using it. It will be great for us for obvious reasons. And it will be great for other um, payware providers because there'll be a much bigger market for them to address. So I think, you know, going forwards, we need to get to those new consumers, not con uh, those new consumers who haven't really engaged with train simming up until now. For the future, it's really exciting to think that's not only going to see this fantastic locations and environments and detailed trains with their number of polygons and coaches and trucks and all the rest of it, to actually have a grasp of the sensations and the, the emotions you actually get when controlling a big, heavy tonnage of a machine. You know, I think a, a big steam engine like the Challenger, for instance, is a very beautiful thing, and it's a beautiful thing to look at. But actually, the first time a driver got to drive one of those down Sherman Hill, they must have been frightened. They must have been concerned. And we need to... Now, frightened's probably too strong, but they must have been on the edge of their seats. They must have been challenged by that. And that's what we need to deliver in a simulation. It's not about beauty all the time. It's about 
simulating something very real that's serious. You know, it's a serious thing, and that's what we're about. So how far do you think you could actually go with this, considering you're probably not going to want to go down the route of giving people electric shocks to wake them up and make uh, (laughs) massive rumbling controllers and all that sort of thing? Um, Well, I think train simulation has a long way to go before we need to start looking at things like special controllers or seats that move. I think, you know, if you look at where where Flight Sim has ended up with countable um, millions of, of users, you know, some people get into that very seriously. I think I think the bottom line is is we need to produce the best simulation we can for for the everyday user, for somebody who's got a PC, who who is into trains and wants to be a train driver. We can we can deliver that experience to them. If we want to go any further than that, I think there'll have to be more standard technology available to people, and I'm not quite ready for that yet. <laughs> well, the uh, career update, as you've already said, is available right now, and you get a few scenarios to try out. And I would really recommend you have a go. And currently, it's only expert setting for controlling that is available. So what does actually expert setting mean, and will it actually filter down to other levels eventually? So um, the expert level is the is the hardest level within Railworks uh, to drive trains, and our intention is is at the moment to keep it to expert level. Now uh, the, the reasons for that really is we need to keep people on a level playing field because they are going to compare scores, and it's it's complicating beyond belief to try and say well you can do that in that mode and that in that mode. I think we're just not ready for that really. Plus, which I think if what we're really trying to do is replicate that feeling of of, of pressure, uh, of reality in the driving experience, then if it's just a case of having like a, like a model railway controller, which you zoom backwards and forwards, we're, we're back to watching the landscape go by. We just we don't want to be there. So I think the key at the moment is, is that when our new driver interface comes in, we'll be able to make expert mode more intuitive for the user but also it will enable us to make the scenarios harder and even more realistic and i i think i want to move away from this idea that that we can make the interface easier and therefore we'll make things better i don't think we will i think what we need to do is to give people challenging things to do that they're going to really enjoy doing and they're really going to pit themselves against and then give them the right interface to allow them to do that simply in the very old days there was always this idea of simple hot and deep and what that really meant was simple gameplay simple simulation but good technology hot technology which meant it was very challenging and deep which meant that you needed to come back time after time after time to get it right in your own mind and you know at the end of the day although we compare scores with one another we do all these sorts of things we are we are really we are pitting ourselves and our locomotive against the environment. And um, that, that's where the real challenge is, I think. So you've already mentioned that it's not about point gaining. In fact, the way it's done is losing points, which for a gamer is totally backwards for me. <laughs> but so how is the score calculated and what sort of things can affect it? First of all, it's safety. But safety tends to be a bit digital. If you run a red light, as in the real world, you're out. Um, if you crash, as in the real world, you're out. So, you know, there, there are some sort of brutally straightforward things. We then look at 
things like timings, because that's very important, particularly in Europe and passenger in the US. So we look at accuracy of timing and we look at um, those kind of elements of a, of a driver's job. And then finally, we look at sometimes being called passenger comfort, but but actually it's 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 about the stresses and strains you're applying to your equipment um, as you're driving. So if you are late, you would think you could just slam on the accelerator to make up time. Well, you can, but you'll lose points because that's not a clever thing to do as a driver. You should be driving within the remit of the game. Now, fortunately, it's it's self-balancing. So because of the way the scoring is done, if you end up with quite a bad score, um, it may be that the scenario drives that. If everybody else gets an even worse score, you're still winning. So it tends to be self-balancing, which is good. Now, what we haven't done yet is look at things, as I said earlier, like like fuel usage and and the, the the forces on the on the wagons. I think there are some other things we need to look at, like and this is where the feedback's been so helpful. We need to look at wagon speeds. Um, clearly, the the speed of the train is dictated not just by the locomotive and the and the track, but also by the the lowest speed of the lowest wagon. So we need to look at that. The the final thing I would say is is that some of the balancing we'll also want to work on. Um, we were talking to um, a, a train driver the other day who's also a great train simmer, and he was saying, well, you just it doesn't really reward you for driving carefully enough when you're coming to a stop and when you're leaving a station. Well, fine, we can flex that going forwards. We can make that more prototypical. So um, there are lots of things we can do to... Uh, monitor performance what we're trying to do is to make sure it's based in real world rail reality um you know and not just silly things that we think of it we're trying to make it very pragmatic very real world because that's the heart of simulation of course so thank you very much for your time today paul to find out more about railworks visit www.railsimulator.com so we already have the career mode and sometime in september you say we're going to have this new interface design so a lot to look forward to and it's very refreshing to hear a developer really excited and looking really long term thank you very much james it's been good to talk to you